Yeah, if I don't, if I don't stop it, it will automatically play uh, last week's stuff. Now, I don't know how many of you feel like you have also tried to make God love you more by what you do. I know that uh, I have this tendency. I know that they need to get someone better to read the book than me, but that's what we're stuck with for now. So you guys should have gotten a handout. Uh, did everyone get a handout? Everyone's got a handout. Okay. All right. And the handout is a series of questions that we'll go through, and hopefully these questions will help us. Uh, and the first couple questions are questions that I want you to think about, not asking anyone to raise their hand and admit that they've resented God because they had to serve or obey him. But if you think to yourself, have I ever resented God because I had to serve or, or obey him? And, you know, what are the ways that you, you're raising your hand, Theodore. What, did you want to share your... Uh, there you go. So the answer is yes. Uh, so some of the questions that you can ask yourself to answer this uh, in have you idolized something? Just a sneak peek for those of you who are going to listen to the podcast on Wednesday. We might talk about idolatry. Yes, Miss Barbara. I, am, I definitely am guilty of that, of number two. I spend a lot of time on the computer playing games, and I think I should be reading my Bible more. I should be praying more. And yet I sit there playing games on the computer. Well... Far be it for me to criticize anyone for spending too much time on a computer. Uh, but yes, uh, that we have things that we idolize for sure. Uh, so some of the questions he says to ask yourself, he, he asks three questions. Am I willing to sin to get this? Am I willing to sin if I think I'm going to lose this? Or do I turn to this as a refuge and comfort instead of going to God. These are the things that we do that show that we're idolizing something. And again, he said in the book, we don't necessarily bow before it like an idol, but, but there are things that we value more than we value acceptance from God. Maybe not you, maybe you guys are perfect. I'm only speaking for myself here, I guess, but uh, that's, that's where it is. And, and some of the things you can do, and he said he did this, uh, but what do you desire, seek, aim for, pursue, hope for? And what are the goals, expectations, and intentions of getting there? So a lot of this is introspective, which is part of this because most of us don't want to say, hey, here are all my faults and look at everything bad I've done and that's where we're at. But, but this, is a, this is a worksheet that you can take home uh, in pages one and two particularly. You can 
you can look at the stuff that we studied. And again, if you go to the church's website, you go to services and click on Sunday school, it'll give you all of the handouts that you get in this class. And it will also, uh, you can also listen to the audio, both of the book, which is nice, and of my ramblings afterward, which is not as nice. But uh, that's, so we have that. But we're going to go to page three, which is, I think it has a five on it, or maybe it doesn't have a five on it. What's that? So I know there's only three pages. Some, for some reason, they're numbered three, four, and five. Could it be because there were two pages last week? I don't know. Maybe. But there we go. So it says to read Hebrews 11, 24 to 27, and Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 carefully. Does anyone have a Bible ready to read those? Did anyone want to read that or do you want me to read it? You've already heard my reading enough. It's probably not good. You got it, Miss Barbara? Go ahead. That, to me, great job. To me, the phrase that I latch onto when I read this is choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. If that is something that we could have in our minds every time we act, would we rather suffer affliction with the people of God, or enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. And this is, this is conceptually, this is the ticket to, hey, we, we should live more like God. And how do we do it? We place first the value of being with the people of God rather than enjoying the pleasures of sin for a season. When we are out and about in our lives, if we value the thing we are doing more than we value God, what we're saying is we'd rather enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. And that is a very disheartening way to live. <laughs> uh, so anyway... Uh, does anyone have Hebrews 12, 1 and 2? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, 
endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So we just said, we used Moses as an example, and then now we have the example of Christ, who's the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. He, again, same concept. I, I still like that phrase, enjoying the pleasures of sin for a season. There, there was certainly more suffering on the cross than there would have been with any other outcome. And yet, why did he do it? Uh, because he, dis, he, despised, uh, he endured the cross, despising the shame for us, and he's now at the right hand of God. And so those are the examples we have in Hebrews of people who were able to act in such a way as to not be concerned with the things that so easily beset us. Does anyone have any comments on that? All right. It talks about the D. Martin Lloyd-Jones example. Now, some of you listened and you're like, I don't remember that. What, what did D. Martin Lloyd-Jones say? That was the story about someone comes to your house. Uh, someone's at your house and someone comes and they pay a debt for you. And he used the extreme examples of paying postage due. Have any of you ever had to pay postage due before? What was it like two cents? It's, you know, I know people complain when the cost of stamps goes up. You would think it was going up hundreds of dollars, but it's like going up a couple pennies. Uh, so, you know, you pay postage due. Usually it's not a lot. I think I once had to pay three cents of postage due. It was a lot of, for postage. It just isn't that much. And then he gives the other example of you've been, you haven't paid taxes to the IRS in 10 years. And so, you know, if you have not paid taxes for 10 years, the average bill of an unpaid tax, even if it would have been very small to begin with, is usually going to be in the four or $5,000 range per year if you don't file and don't pay it, excluding what you might originally owe. So we're talking, he's paying $50,000 on top of any tax you may have owed to begin with. And the difference is the, the difference of how you react to someone. And so the question on our thing says, read the illustration by D. Martin Lloyd-Jones, reflect and write your thoughts of how this relates to what Jesus has done for you. Uh, we're not going to write our thoughts right now, but if anyone has some thoughts they would like to share with the rest of the class, uh, now would be an appropriate time to share them. Yes? Anywhere or from anyone else, ever. 
Yeah, those of you who came early and heard Kiefer going through the music set, you, you've got a sneak peek of what we're going to be uh, worshiping in music later. But there's a line in there. Uh, we stood beneath a debt we could never afford. Our sins there are many, his mercy is more. Uh, so those of you who are familiar with that song can get excited that we're going to participate in, or maybe some of you will be miserable that we're going to do that. But, but that, you're right. We, we were beneath a debt we could never afford, even worse than the IRS debt, because there's the theoretically you could buy a lottery ticket or money, but there is nothing you could do to uh, satisfy that debt. Yes, Ms. Barbara, did you have a comment? Uh, I have a thought. You know how we have the forever stamps now? Correct, yes. So Jesus was our forever stamp. Jesus is the forever stamp. As, as the debt increases, uh, it continues to cover. Yes, Fred. Something Sherry said that, you know, when you think, you know, it's sort of like when someone says no to Jesus, it's sort of like if that friend comes to pay your IRS debt and you say, nah, no thanks, I'd rather go to prison. I, I refuse your uh, <laughs> offer to cover that for me and send me to prison instead. It, it, it's, and yet, that is, that is how most of us are. That, that, well, not most, that's how all of us start. All of us start refusing to believe God, refusing to accept the gift. Uh, by God's grace, we don't all end that way. Uh, so that's, that's nice. But yeah, that's, you have pinpointed that a lot of us, that is the logic we operate with in our normal life before we receive the grace of God. It's like, yeah, yeah I know it's gift, but yeah, I don't want it. I'd rather serve eternity in hell than than whatever. And it's, it's, it's bizarre when you look at the logic from that, but yet, you know, a lot, of us, a lot of us did that for years. A lot of us did that for a good portion of our lives. It also shows us how often that we go through our lives and just look over the small things that God does for us. And we're only thankful for the, the big things and we just go day to day through many blessings and just say, we don't think twice about and, and we're not, and, and we fail to see how much God is involved in our lives because we just overlook little things that he does and only give him thanks for the things that we pay attention to. Yeah. I, I told, uh, I think I told this story on the, on the podcast that nobody listens to, but uh, there, was, there was a guy in, the town was flooding and someone comes up in a boat and they come to the door and they're like, hey, you know, is there a real little rowboat? And the guy's like, no, 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 God will provide. Then the, the water starts to rise. He has to go to the second floor of his house. A guy comes in a little motorboat, comes by and says, hey, get in the boat. Well, he's like, no, 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 God will provide. Then the, the waters rise. He's on the roof of his house and a big ship comes by and says, hey, join the ship. And he's like, no, 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 God will provide. He ends up drowning, goes to heaven. He's like, God, why, why didn't you provide? And he says, well, I sent you a rowboat, a motorboat, and a ship. What more did you want? <laughs> so that, that's, uh, sometimes we ignore the things God does for us. My, I, you know, this is a better story. My dad used to tell this about the guy who's climbing, rock climbing, and falls, and he's about to, he's barely hanging on with one arm, and he's like, oh, God, God, please help me. And all of a sudden, miraculously, a vine grows out of the thing that he grabs onto and says, never mind, God, I got this vine. <laughs> Sometimes we ignore 
We ignore the work of God. Well, uh, until next week, uh, be reading and thinking about the gospel prayer. Uh, did you have something you wanted to say? You're saying that when you pray to God for help, it's often helpful. Yeah. Julia, does that happen to you too? When you pray for stuff, things end up solving themselves? J- Julia just had a couple examples of that this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> it is nice to serve the God who controls the wind and the rain. All right, let's, uh, let's close in prayer so we can get ready for the service. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you so much that there is nothing that we can do that could make you love us more and nothing we have done that makes you love us less. We pray that you would help us to have your presence and approval be all we need for that joy. And that we, as you have been to us, so we can be to others. So that we can measure your compassion by the cross and your power by the resurrection. Pray that we would look to you to be better rather than trying to achieve things ourselves. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.